Father, thank you for the celebration that you've given us this morning. Uh, Lord, this morning we ask that again, you would just bring your word to life, that you would speak to us, Lord, that you would just uh, manifest your very presence among us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, we're going to talk about a very important person who goes by the name Holy Spirit. Now, Scripture teaches us that Holy Spirit is God, and He is in the form that He is able to indwell us and live among us. Now, uh, Satan, our enemy, knows that Holy Spirit is a very dangerous foe, and that it is very dangerous for us to uh, welcome Him and to give Him control. And so for that reason, Satan has an agenda and a desire to keep us away from Holy Spirit. And so he does that in a couple ways. One of the ways is to produce fear. For those of you who've grown up in a what we'll call an evangelical church, some of you have grown up with a fear of Holy Spirit. You have this fear because uh, it's been told to you that if you give Holy Spirit control, you're going to get weird. Well, I got news for you. You're already weird. So, <laughs> no, but seriously, we, we get that idea because there are people who say, oh, well, the Spirit is causing me to do such and such, and then they just go off and they just get plain weird. Listen, when you look at Scripture, Holy Spirit is not weird. Holy Spirit uh, is a lot of things. He's sacrificing. He's loving. He's giving, He's healing, all of those things. That's who Holy Spirit is. So I want to say to you this morning, as, as we start this and as we look to the Word, if you have that idea, it is a false idea. That is not who Holy Spirit is. I mean, Scripture describes Holy Spirit as the comforter. You don't run from a comforter. Okay? So if you have a different idea in your mind, I just want to say to you, that that does not come from the Word, okay? And that does not come from God. It comes from the pit of hell, and it's designed to keep you away from the Comforter who's able to bring you healing and to bring you truth and to work in your life in powerful ways. Now, there's another group of you. You've been brought up in what I'll term maybe charismatic uh, Pentecostal churches. And so, uh, you've been uh, told a lot about the Holy Spirit. But sometimes, the idea that we get is that Holy Spirit is not a person. Holy Spirit's just some kind of force that brings us the ability uh, to heal and do powerful things. Now, that's all true, but hear this. Holy Spirit is a person. He is God And He brings us so much more than just power. (laughs) So much more. And that's what we're going to look at this morning. We're going to be looking in the book of Acts, and we're going to see what happened when the disciples were filled with Holy Spirit. And I'm going to give you a clue. Uh, It's not that they were able to heal, although Holy Spirit enables those things, but there was something much more powerful that took place, and we're going to look at that this morning. If you have your Bibles, 
If not, we're going to have the Scripture up on the screen. We're going to be looking in the book of Acts in uh, the first chapter. And I'm going to be starting with the first verse there. Just to give you some, just to give some context, I'm going to start reading in verse 1. So it says here, In my first book I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day He was taken up to heaven after giving His chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was working while Jesus was still here, okay? During the 40 days after He suffered and died, He appeared to the apostles from time to time. And He proved to them in many ways that He was actually alive. And again, this is another work of Holy Spirit. And He talked to them about the Kingdom of God. Once when He was eating with them, He commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift He promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, we will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to read further, but I just want to pause right there. I want to say we are living in this time. Okay, When we baptize, you see water, but we do not just baptize with water. And it's not us doing us, it's God doing it. But God baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And something happens to us. That, that it, it's very important. Now, I want you to think about this. Before this time, okay, while Jesus was still here, He took the apostles, He took the disciples, and He sent them out to do the work of ministry. Now, while they were doing the work of ministry, they were healing, they were casting out demons, they were performing miraculous signs. Now, all of that was through the Holy Spirit, but they had not yet been filled with the Holy Spirit as we are today. But Jesus said, don't go out yet. Wait. Because although you've been able to do miraculous things, there's something else that needs to happen, and that is you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Why do they need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? They're already, they're already casting out demons. They're already healing people. They're seeing people brought to Jesus. Because there was yet a greater work to be done that had not yet been done in them. And we're going to keep on reading and we're going to see the work that had not yet been done in them that we need done in us. As you read on, it says this, So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking Him, Lord, has the time come for You to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Now, I want to pause there for a minute, and I want you to think about where that question comes from. Where are their minds and their hearts if they're asking Him, hey, are you getting ready to restore it all right now? I want to say to you that the place that their minds and hearts are at right then are still in a self-centered place. Because what they want is they want Jesus to take over so that they can live like kings right then, right now. But God had a different plan. God had a different plan for them. And in order for that plan to happen in their life, and in order for that plan to happen in our life, there's something that must happen. 
And that is, Holy Spirit must take control. You can be given the ability to pray for healing and see it. You can be given the ability to cast out the demonic and see it. But yet, without Holy Spirit, you will use all of those things for yourself. Do you hear me? And that's not what God wants. Not only is it not what God wants, what God wants to accomplish will not happen through that. You can do amazing things, but if you are not surrendered to Holy Spirit, and what's going to happen is you're going to use the powerful things of God for yourself. And because of that, what's going to happen is you are going to quench the fullness of what God really wants to do. And so God knew that, and so He said to them, don't go out yet. You need this greater work. And the greater work was Holy Spirit was going to come, and He was going to fill them, and they were going to be radically changed. It goes on and it says, So, when the apostles were with Jesus, oh, I'm sorry, verse 7, He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now I want you to notice when he's saying this, he's not telling them, I want you to be my witnesses, and I want you to go out here, here, and here. He's saying, this is what's going to happen. He's prophesying what's going to happen. Now, the reason I point that out is because of this. We are not the the ones who make it happen. It's Holy Spirit. What he's saying is this. When Holy Spirit takes you over, here's what he's going to do with you. He's going to take you to these other places and you're going to see the kingdom of God grow because Holy Spirit is in control. So now I want to go back to what I was talking about earlier. If they had the ability to perform miracles, to see healing, um, to, to cast out the demonic. What was the difference in the early church after they were filled with the Holy Spirit? And in asking that question, I think Peter is a tremendous example. Peter was a guy who acted and talked tough. He talked bold. He told Jesus, even if everybody else turns, I won't, God. I'm going to be right there for you. Because I believe Peter genuinely wanted to be that guy. He wanted to be bold. And you know what? I think that a lot of you are like me in that you want to be bold too. You want to be used for God in powerful ways. But hear this. You cannot do it on your own just as Peter couldn't. And God knew that. Jesus knew that. That's why He said, Peter, wait and do not leave. Something has to happen before you go out. And that is, He would be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, before He was filled with the Holy Spirit, even though He talked tough and He wanted to do amazing things, it didn't happen. Why? He was trying to do it in His own power and Holy Spirit had not yet filled Him. And so when it came down time to be bold and to even give his own life for Jesus, he couldn't do it. He ran. He hid. He did it more than once. But, if you read the book of Acts, what happened 
after Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. Peter became bold. Or actually, he became he became someone who was allowing God to live through him. And so after that, you know what? He stood up in front of people that were killing his fellow disciples and he spoke with boldness about Jesus. Not in a cruel way, but he he stood up and he told the truth. How was the guy who was once running for his life able to do that? He had been filled with Holy Spirit. And so, here's what I want to say this morning. It is so crucial that we surrender ourselves to Holy Spirit. If you are someone who has given your life to God, and you've been obedient and said, I'm going to, I'm going to start out, I'm going to walk in, in baptism, and I'm going to go from there, the promise of Scripture is you have been filled with Holy Spirit. Now, from that point, what we are instructed to do is to surrender to Holy Spirit. To allow Him to have His way. He wants to have His way in you. And I just want to encourage you in that. And I want to say to you that most likely, or I know, if He's in you, He's provoking you. He's provoking you to do things like we see in the book of Acts. Which are this. Things that will draw people to God. One of the things that you see is that they have boldness. And another big thing that you see when you read about the early church in Acts is that they were sacrificial. They said, God, everything I have is yours. And that was totally different than before. Even though, again, they were going out and they were praying for healing and so on and those kinds of things. When you get to Acts, what you see is you see a church that says, okay, everything I have is God's. Everything financially, uh, every all my time, everything I have, God, it is yours. That's what you see when Holy Spirit takes over. And one of the things that I believe that God is speaking to us as a people is this. Um, We have been growing in being sacrificial. We've been growing in that. And when God is prompting us to give and so on, whether it's our time, money, whatever it is, we've become more and more obedient. And because of that, I believe that what God is saying is He wants to entrust us with more yet. But I want to say this to us, all of us. God is looking for people who, um, who will give it away, <laughs> who will not try to grab on to it. And if we will be those people, He will give more and more. And another thing that I believe that the Lord's saying is, He wants to speak through us boldly. But it takes us being um, obedient when He moves in us. You know, when God speaks in boldness, when we see Him speaking through the disciples, He was very different than the Pharisees or the religious leaders. You know, the Pharisees and religious leaders, they were bold too, but they were condemning. They were always walking around looking for people to condemn. You know, wait, wait you're working on the Sabbath? You can't be doing that. And, and so on. They were always looking to point those things out. I want to make it very clear. That is not what God is calling us to. But what God is calling us to is to bless people in radical ways that will draw their heart to the Lord. And that's what you see in the early church. 
And so I just want to encourage you with that. If you have been obedient to the Lord and you have surrendered your life, hear this. Holy Spirit indwells you. He's already there. What He's looking for is for you to simply surrender and let Him have control. And it's not always easy. And sometimes it means being bold. Uh, Sometimes it means blessing somebody that you'd like to kick in the shorts. I'm serious. That's what what it means to be surrendered to Holy Spirit. Um, Sometimes it means uh, offering to pray over someone that you think in your mind probably doesn't want anything to do with God, and so you just don't want to go there. But when Holy Spirit is in control, He's bold like that, and He'll step forward and say, Hey, can I pray over you? That's what it means to be surrendered to Holy Spirit. And when you look at the book of Acts, what the book of Acts is, is the acts of the Holy Spirit. We don't have to make things happen. We just have to surrender. And when we surrender, He will lead us through things. And I just want to encourage you, when you read through the book of Acts, what you see is you see Holy Spirit constantly telling people what to do and when to do it. I think, I know that Holy Spirit is speaking to many of you, but some of you don't recognize it because of the bad teaching that you've been given or you're fearful of Him or you don't even know that God can talk to you. God talks to you. It's all through Scripture. If you've heard somebody say that God only speaks through Scripture, they're not reading Scripture. Because Scripture is all about God speaking to His people. Now, He's not going to say anything that contradicts Scripture. So you need to keep your nose in the Word, okay? Because uh, the enemy may try to lead you in ways that go against Scripture. We're We're not saying that. But what I'm saying is, Holy Spirit will speak to you. And I just want to encourage you to open up because God is wanting to do a work among us and through this community, but it means us saying, okay, Lord, you've got control. And when He takes over, it's going to be radical, but I don't think weird is the right way. That's just not, when you read Scripture, that's that's not who Holy Spirit is. And so the the reason I'm pointing this out is because some of you are holding back because of that. Some of you are holding back because you're fearful. I just want to say to you, that's not who Holy Spirit is. And I want to say again that He's not a force. He's a person. He's a person that you get to know. And He's better than the most loving parent or friend that you've ever had. And He wants to do some incredible things through your life. But it means you saying yes. So I just want to pray that this morning. Father, um, thank You for all that You want to do through us. Thank You for the things that You've already done. And Lord, there's so much more that You want to do. But I'm just very aware that You are looking for people um, who will say yes. So I just pray that over those who've given their life to the Lord, that they will say yes to You. Um, Even if they've been walking their own way for years, that they will renew uh, their vows just as we saw this morning and they will give their heart to You, Lord, and that You will use them in powerful ways. Thank You, Lord, for what You've spoken that You're going to do in this year. 
And thank You, Lord, that You're going to do it, Lord. We trust You. We love You. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.